How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I wouldn't like that dog. dog. Izzy, come here. She's horny for the dog next door. Oh, yeah. Disgusting girl. Oh, God, imagine being that horny. You sit at the back gate crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was me the other week. Oh, God. It's you at fucking 3am after you've had a drink. I know. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. On this week's show, Billy has a listener's letter from a fresher. Danny needs a big hug. And we reveal the top ten songs that you gays are playing at your wedding. I'm coming out. Ooh, I want to What a week. What have you been up to, Hon? Oh, so this weekend I met up with old school friends who I'm trying to meet up with them, I'd say every six months, so I don't keep in contact with my high school friends that often but there's about four of us so um one cancelled last minute but it was just three of us and it was lovely so my friend's just bought a house so she's my first friend ever to buy a house she's got a mortgage i feel like we're all growing up and we just went round to a house we had a few drinks we had food and then they ended up going out hang on i thought Stephen and rory bought a house oh they had sorry <laughs> my second loads of friends that have bought houses what are you on about okay so this is my first girlfriend who has bought your a house. oldest one of your oldest friends one of my oldest friends yeah so she used to be my Fair. best friend in high school and okay, she's just cool. bought a house oh fucking good for her girl. i know um what else do you know what's what? work isn't it isn't it freshest 
So aren't you chocker being DJ? Oh my lordy. Last night, yeah. Sunday night, Freshers, Lancaster. Normally it's all right busy. Like it's a nice level busy on a Saturday night, Friday night. This was next level. I knew it. Next level. Right. The club doesn't have aircon, but they've got big fans, right? They have to open the emergency exits. I thought my laptop would run a crash. It was overheating. I've what? never seen that many people in that club. I couldn't walk to the toilet. I couldn't get they to need the bar. They to get aircon, otherwise people aren't going to go back. Honestly. Oh, but the um, the manager actually sent me a lovely message afterwards saying, thank you for last night. It was absolutely brilliant. The music was on point, which was nice. Fab. Like That's he sent what you it, like. Yeah. It's nice to go somewhere and feel feel kind of respected and like equal yeah i I mean i I, i've had them issues with places and i have those issues still with some places yeah um so yeah it's nice when they do that i'm having a really down week i feel really miserable it's one of those things obviously i'm not i'm trying not bring too much misery to today's show because i understand that people listen to be entertained not to listen to my misery (laughs) um Basically, I've not I've not told you much about my operation. I had an operation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and it all stems back to. Do you remember when I said I thought I had an infected fissure in my ball? Yeah, that was the original. Well, that was never the thing. So it was never a fissure. It was no. It was called a perianal abscess, and it was up inside me, and then that burst and made me really ill. Wow. So I, what I was experiencing was. Well, not sepsis, but you know what I mean? It was kind of like, well, I don't know, being poisoned. A major infection, yeah. yeah. a major infection. Um, Anyway, so what's happened is I've had a fistula, which means it's kind of gone into my bum. It's like made a tunnel from the abscess to my bum. Wow. Yeah, and it's all weird. I basically, I've had to have an abscess drained, so I've got a massive open wound that's next (laughs) to next to my bum so as you can imagine i'm like i have to shower a couple of times a day i have to wear bloody i've been wearing incontinence pads for the last three weeks yeah it i've got a wire that comes from from the from the abscess up my bum hole so it's from from one hole to the other dot to dot (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is honestly so getting me down i've got to go for an Go for an MRI scan in a few weeks' time just to check for things like Crohn's and other things that may have brought it on. So I've got all that in the back of my mind on top of kind of... I have these ups and downs anyway. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and usually it's, you know, in the past, it may be every couple of months or so, six months or so, I'll be down and then I'll be fine and then I'll be down. Yeah. But I feel lately like... It's been easier to trigger the downtimes. Right. Things are more easy to... Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whereas I'm quite a happy-go-lucky person, but yeah, anyway, this is getting me down majorly, but, you know, other things on my mind, and it's so... Sometimes I wish that my job was a job that I could just hide in. I feel like I'm going to get upset. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> just feel shit today and like all last week um and i don't know what's all with me so i'm gonna try my best to be fab today and i don't i'm not i don't i'm not looking for like sympathy or you know reaching out yeah it's just i don't know like i think in the past i've suffered with down times and up times but i just feel like um i just feel like it happens a lot lately so i need to reassess and think about how i'm very good at giving advice to other people so i just think i need to reassess and think about if i was somebody else yeah what advice would i give to them um 
I've had a, you know, this week's so much has happened. I had a gig in Ireland and that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was hard work, but it was brilliant. It was for the Outing Festival. I flew there, listened to this on the plane. This lady, um, <laughs> I fell asleep on the plane and she woke me up with the most hardest poke I've ever met <laughs> from a stranger. I like jumped out the seat and she was like, I need a wee. And I was like, right, okay. And then you know what else she did? What really fucked me off? What? I mean, I'm all, as I said, I'm already having a bit of a downtime yeah, at the yeah. moment. It, the, the, lane, the lane, the plane had literally just flicked its wheels out and touched the runway. Yeah. And she stood up. Hate Seatbelt side's not gone off. It was the tiniest little propeller plane you've ever seen. I put I it saw on you Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I saw and the I plane was, like... was called El Fat. And I thought, <laughs> Do you know what? Everything's aligning this week to just fucking piss me off. Anyway, jokes aside. But then she just started like, the only way I can describe is, imagine a video game character glitching. Yeah. She was just like walking into me. I was still sat down. Yeah, it was the most bizarre behaviour from a person How I've weird. ever met in my entire life. And then I was just like, I'm actually not going to move, so you can just keep walking into me. This is bizarre. Aeroplane etiquette. We need to... <laughs> we need some kind of public information thing that goes out on the BBC running for three weeks <laughs> that just explains everybody how to use an airport and an aeroplane because it's like nobody knows. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's because a lot of people maybe don't want to play twice a year. Like, everybody acts differently. Yeah. Don't they? And, and I when always you're think, on them a little bit more regularly. Yeah, you have a bit it's more. It's annoying. Yeah. You, re- you pick up on things more. I think as well, if you, if you are one of these annoying people, get an aisle seat. Don't go for a window seat. But you know what? I'm, I always get picked, try and pick my seats. Yeah. But often, you know, if it's booked through work, the people who are booking me book the seats. So yeah. often people just want to cut corners, so I won't even have a seat reservation and I'll find out I'm next to fucking... Right. Saki Sandra, do you know what I mean? Yeah, poking you. Yeah. <laughs> poking Paula. Giving me shite. And then another thing's happened this week. So it was about eight in the morning and I heard bang, bang, bang on the door. And I thought, what is that? And I had bang, 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 bang on the door. And I was like, am I dreaming? Do you know when you're like... And then it, it was getting harder and harder. And I thought, is someone going to kick my door in? Was this in this house? In this house this week. I have right. not told you yet. Now, just to put context to the story, one of my friends, our friend, Aaron, um, is trying to save up some money. So he's moved in here for yeah. a month or so to save up some money, rent-free. And he's got two jobs, bless him, he works really, really, really hard. And one of his jobs is for the warehouse project in Manchester, and he deals with all, like, the lockers and the lost property. So, just to put that into context. I goes down, open the door, some guy's there, give me my phone! And I was like... Oh, my God. What? Also, my boyfriend was out on a night out, so I thought... It was Joe, drunk. Right. Knocking on the door. So I actually went down in my undies with... With with a morning glory. <laughs> so I opened the door to this guy with a with a bone on. <laughs> Serious. I opened the to the guy opened the door to this guy with a bone on. Then panics jumped behind the door, like confused. I was going I was like, What are you on about, mate? And he was like, Give me my phone now. Oh my god. And I was like, mate, I don't know what you're on about. And he had another phone. He was like, It my, this is showing that my phone is in your house. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I just went, 
and then it, I remembered and thought, oh, it'll be something to do with Aaron. So I went, have you been the warehouse project or something? And he went, yeah, give me my phone. I went, yeah. you're going to have to wait here a minute. I said, but my friend is the lost property manager at the warehouse project at the moment. So yeah, yeah maybe it is here because he, he would have probably just finished. So let me go and see if he's in. Yeah. Luckily, he was in. Um, I'd have freaked and he out. Ha- I really freaked out. And he had this massive bag. Because obviously, he's finishing at like seven in the morning, six in the morning. Yeah. He puts all the lost property into a thing. And rather than stay behind after he's already done an eight-hour shift, yeah. he'll bring it home. And then in the morning, he sits with his laptop. He, he takes photos of all the lost property. And, and logs he goes it through it And logs it all. Now, usually, he'll turn the phones off right. so that that doesn't happen. Right. But this phone was so lost and smashed and dropped on the floor, he didn't even know it was on. Right. But you know when you just think, this, I'm going to get battered on my own door. Yeah. yeah. The guy was fine in the end. Aaron came down with the laptop and was like, with a massive bag of yeah, phones, phones and keys and was like, what's your phone look like? Yeah. But for a good 10 minutes, I was like, what is going on? I that is such a weird experience. I can't yeah. imagine that. Like it was, I, it was you know, and your heart beating, and you're yeah. thinking. And but I'm, I just very quickly, my mind was like, it'll be to do with the warehouse project. If if I was staying here, like I sometimes stay on the sofa, yeah. and I answered the door to that, I don't know what I would have done. Shoot I think yourself. Yeah, I think I would have done. I don't know what I would have done. I thought he was going to come in and start like he was ready for the place. Yeah. yeah, he was ready for a fight over this phone. This guy. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so glad I went here so that yeah, day. Yeah, when you lose your phone on a night in a in a nightclub or in a big event, you've got. To... <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I can understand his thought process. Of course, I can as well. Someone's nicked my phone. I'm going to go back and get it. And obviously, he'd had a drink and must have thought. Was he still? Oh no! Was he, he was so... on his way home? And right. I went. I actually said to him, "If my friend isn't in, yeah, going to have to just contact the warehouse project, mate. You you can't just." I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And he was screaming. He was like, I want my phone. And it was 8am and I was thinking, oh my God, the neighbours are going to think I'm some kind of... And he was still up from the night before. Pocket. Yeah. Oh my God, no. I can't handle that. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a very emotional week. Um, topped it off with a, a gig in Eagle in sun- on Sunday in Manchester. Um, went out as well afterwards. And I was really drunk. I feel like I made an absolute show of myself. I was not allowed into a club, but the bouncers were real knobheads. Luckily, I was with someone who wasn't as drunk as me. Um, And anyway, the next day, I just felt so embarrassed. And I was just thinking, do you know what? I think maybe I need to go teetotal for a while or... I mean, not just because I've made a show of myself on a night out. I mean, we've all been there and made a show of ourselves on a night out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like all ties in with just how I'm feeling at the moment. And I want to make sure that whenever I'm going to a gig or doing a job that it's I'm doing the best I can do because because that's what I want. I want yeah. to be the best I can be and I'm not going to be able to be the best I can be if I'm carrying on stage or I'm going into them environments with my own baggage. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I think I'm quite good anyway at um, kind of leaving everything at the front door and turning on the, the persona. I think being, being Danny Beard for me is is as much as an escape as it can be for an audience member. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm forgetting everything for an hour and just having fun and entertaining. But sometimes I just want to be able to just throw on some bloody normal clothes and just, I don't know, go into the office and right, yeah. blend in. It's, do you know what I mean? I know what I you mean. Like, people are, you people carry a certain expectation of you and they, people forget that you, you're human with your own life. Yeah. And that, you know, you might have shit going on. 
and every person you meet expects you to remember their name and yeah and you know oh, do you remember me I, we were i was here two years ago at the, at the eagle and we got a picture do you remember and you feel rude saying no. Do you know yeah, what I mean? of course. But I'm like, girl, I'm in a different city every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not why I'm feeling down. That didn't happen. I'm just using that as an example because it happens on the regular. But um, anyway, spit it out. I On this night out, I was drinking, I was drinking, I was thinking, I need to stop now. And I met this guy and he's a listener to the show. Um, he's, he's messaged me since. He was absolutely lovely. And he said to me... Um, you got me through a really dark time. You're Danny Beard, aren't you? And I was like, who, me? And he was like, yeah, you and Billy. And I was like, oh, the podcast. He was like, I absolutely love your podcast. He was like, I moved to Manchester. I didn't have no friends. And then I was, I met some people and they were really nasty to him. Oh, I've not got the full, I've not got the full, full story. I don't want to divulge a full story. Yeah. But um, basically, yeah, he, he he was being bullied a little bit as an adult and and basically just had our show on all the time, he said. And it really got him through. So as you can imagine, the way I'm feeling at the minute, I oh. burst into tears. Were you crying? I had oh. to go off. I was crying my eyes out. I just went and locked myself in the table toilet and cried my eyes out. Oh. Because I just think, like, we don't we don't know who listens, really, do we? I mean, we get numbers, but You'd, they're yeah, just we, numbers on a screen and a course, graph. And, yeah. and, you know, oh, wow, we've got five new listeners in San Antonio Bay. You know, yeah, we yeah. don't get the full... We don't see Back the people story. behind the numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just nice to know that our dribble-drabble chit-chat does have an effect. So I think that's what's that's what's given me the motivation to, even though I look like a scruff today, throw some clothes on and, and a smile. Yeah. So, should we have a good chat? I feel like that was still me a world of favours, by the way. Oh, just, just opening up. Good stuff. Sorry that I had a little cry then, but... I was going to say, like, I didn't know what to do. I felt a little... I, I didn't know whether to hug you or just, like, stay behind the microphone. because the microphones are in the way, aren't they? Normally we'd give each other a hug, but... Yeah. I feel like it's just nice to just say, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. You know? And I think being being ill and just also having this worry on my mind of, you know, the, the surgeons prepared me for for some things that it could be. Yeah, and it's a little worrying. And it's worrying, do you know what I mean? To think that that it could be one of these things. I think the one that ring keeps ringing true to me is Crohn's because for some reason I keep seeing it everywhere now. Oh, do you know? That yeah. thing, what's that thing called when someone says, oh, I love yellow minis? And you're like, yellow minis? minis. And then you see yellow minis everywhere. It's yeah. happened to me this week. Everything's about Crohn's this, Crohn's that. <laughs> yeah. And obviously my iPhone must have heard me having this discussion with somebody else because right. now my iPhone's like... Uh, bowel cancer testing kits order yours now yeah. and I'm like oh yeah. uh, um, I'm sure I'm going to be okay I'm quite in tune with my body but I just feel like I'm in this weird place so yeah. thank you for listening The Gossip Case So it is time for review of Ziwik Yes, so this is where we read your lovely reviews out that you leave on Apple Podcasts. So if you want us to read yours out, uh, just leave us a lovely review. Make sure it's five stars. And who's this week's Well, I mean, from? unless they want to leave four stars, and then we just won't read that out. Yeah, so it's, it's got to be a five-star <laughs> review for us to read it. <laughs> Does it really? I feel like that's really me. What if they don't think we're five stars, but they want to leave a review? Oh, please, then don't leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, I've got a lovely one here from Adele Louise. She's... Oh, I was going to say she's 25, but she's just put Adele Louise 25, so I don't know if that's her age or what. But anyway. 
It says Adele Scotland at the end. So that means you need to read it out in a Scottish accent. Yeah, because we've said if you leave your fucking accent, we'll read it out. And people are moaning about the accents not being there. We've made a rod for our back. Let's try this. (laughs) (coughs) Scottish. Scottish. (laughs) More accents, please. (laughs) Love the podcast. Makes my Friday mornings at work much more entertaining. Please bring back the listeners' accents. Was absolutely hilarious. I've sat crying with laughter at some of them. Myself and my... Myself... Scottish. Myself... Myself and my girlfriend... (laughs) We're on a six-hour drive take to take her puppy home, and I made her listen to them all the way home. She finally understands what I keep saying, oh my lordy. Keep it up, guys. Lots of love. Lots of love. That was Irish. Keep it up. Scottish. Keep it up, guys. Lots, lots of love. Adele. Scotland. <laughs> that was quite good. I think that was really fucking good. Yeah. Haggis for tea. Haggis for tea. <laughs> Thank you, Adele from Scotland, and I hope your new puppy um, isn't shitting all over the place. <laughs> the gossip case. So, kind of wedding season's over-ish. Well, some people have winter weddings. Yeah, but I, I would not me, be having a winter wedding. Yeah, I wouldn't. For me, I do a lot of weddings at, at currently, as it stands, a lot of gay weddings. I've done a gorgeous, gorgeous gay wedding recently uh, for two guys that own Oscars Bar in Manchester. Fancy. I'm booked for a wedding next year, you know, and I don't think I've told you. Have you not? No, same-sex wedding next year, the, DJ. Honestly, they're so nice. Such a lovely event. But this this one I'm just about to tell you about is um, the theme was like, it was like Harry Potter, it was like Hogwarts. They had these tables full of of... Um, candles and I was behind this big drop screen like you thought it was the end of the marquee right and no one knew and it wasn't and then it dropped and revealed a whole dance floor area for after the meal oh brilliant like that's a, it good. was like a reveal and I was oh it was it was camp and obviously I was booked to um, as I often am booked to bridge the gap between a sit down dinner and the night time right so you're like bringing the night in usually that's right. that's usually the spot at a wedding that I'm giving yeah very rarely I'm given much later on or, or earlier. Sometimes they want me while while they eat and it is the worst. That is the ever. worst. No. I've done one down in London in this really fancy fancy place called the Hurlingham Club. Like you've got to be a member to be there and basically be rich. Yeah. Like it was that swanky I was on my phone in the building and somebody said, Excuse me, you can't use your phone in here. Wow. Yeah. This is the type of thing. And they booked me to perform during lunch, during oh. lunch, during the meal. So I was coming on after the starter had been served. Oh, no. <sighs> Nobody it wants was... that while they're eating. Who, what? Me? <laughs> Taking the piss out of people while they eat. That, that's what I'm saying. No. You want chit-chat around the table. Chit-chat. Yeah. You, want, you want it to be fun. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I quite often get to see people's first dance. Right. And it can be... Emotional, yeah, and they can be shit. <laughs> but the top ten same-sex wedding songs for 2019 
have already been released. See, I've seen some of them, and I think some of them are making me cringe. What's making you cringe? Oh, I'd have to see the list again. I can't... Can you guess off the top? Have you seen the list already? I've seen oh, it. I've okay. seen it. I was going to say, let's play the game of guess what songs could be on there. I know there's I'm Coming Out, Diana Ross. Oh, God. Yeah, that's number nine on the list. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's too obvious for me. All these... Um... Born This Way, Lady Gaga. Yeah. I'd die if somebody put that on. Uh, number 10 is Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. <laughs> Number one. Can you guess what number one is? Oh, is it a Whitney one? It's Whitney. I knew it was Whitney. I don't know which one I it is. I want to dance with somebody. This is... Oh. Number two is Dancing Queen by ABBA. Number three is It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls. <laughs> number four is Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Number five is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Six, September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Seven, Best of My Love by The Emotions. Eight, Born This Way, like I just said, Lady Gaga. Nine, I'm Coming Out, Diana Ross. And ten, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. For me, none of those songs would be on my list. Not any of them. Maybe Born This Way for the party. Oh, no, for the after party, yeah, but for the first dance. What would your first dance song be? Oh, I don't know. You, you're not a very big dancer, are you, either? Maybe. Not not for, like, to dance in front of a room full of people would be a bit weird for me. I always find the first dance a little bit awkward as well. I don't know whether I'd strap a first dance at my wedding. A lot... Do you know what? I've just seen one of the top LG, non-LGBT wedding songs was All of Me by John Legend. I don't know that one. All of me loves all of Oh, that one, yeah. Got your perfect imperfections. Cringe as well. Cringe. All oh. cringe. And Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur, A Thousand oh, Years Old. Oh, God. No, no. I just find... <laughs> it's cringe. Yeah. Weddings are very self-indulgent. And I think it's very rare for, for everyone to go to a wedding and everyone leave and say they've had a brilliant time. Do you? Cut your speeches in half. Yeah, cut your speeches in half. Put more on, more money into your entertainment budget. Obviously, I'm going to say that because I... <laughs> Book us, please, for your wedding. Yeah, book us for your wedding. Do you want a Gossip Gay's wedding? Oh my God, we should do Gossip Gay's wedding. Yes! <laughs> um, I don't know, it, it, it can be cringe, can it? But as long as you guys have a good day, it's your big day. Yeah, I would be cringing though if I went to a wedding and, and one of those songs... those songs. You're the DJ. Well, just ask for the songs for the first dance. Obviously, for, maybe throughout the night, it's fine. Like, I'm coming out a bit of weather girls later on, that's fine. But for the first dance... Two gay men dancing to I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's what, not what gonna, I want to say. How are you going to dance to that? They must have a routine. Same with Born This Way. This is what I'm saying. Do you know where people have those surprise first dances where they get loads of people involved and it's all choreographed? Maybe it's one of them. You know what? There's a lot of trends for things like weddings and stuff. And I think, um, if I, I, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to stop. Scratch it. <laughs> reverse it oh my lordy think about it let's think about it if i was at a wedding and the two grooms born this way came on and a full they did a full blown out routine and it was funny in camp and there was loads of people it would be entertaining that that is the exception if, if it was exactly like that then yeah that's fine but if it's not and it was just them like dancing to born this do, way do, like, do, do. Woo! like if i came on i want to <laughs> dance with somebody i'd be like you two on crack yeah <laughs> But you know what? Each to their own. Each to their own. What a list. Do you know what? I want that I want that list next year to be updated and people to have Just better. Just a bit more cooler songs. Yeah, cooler songs. Songs you want to think of. Actually, it all depends where you are in the country as well. I can imagine in the heart of Manchester, some people might have like, show me love. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you got to show You got to show me love. And maybe down south they might have something like fucking what's that one that Ed Sheeran sings about having no legs or something? No legs. Oh, come on. One dance. No, that's not that's, that's not him. Oh, I love that song though. Here we go. Ed Sheeran thinking out loud. When your legs don't work like they used to be before. That. Right. I can imagine down south maybe might have that. Mm. Up north, further up north. Yeah, Scotland. They just won't have no songs. They'll just spend all the money on the bar. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) playing the bad pipes. Yeah. (laughs) What would be your wedding song? What would be my wedding song? Okay, this is a nice way to finish off this topic. Yeah. I genuinely don't know. But I do like, um, I know what I want for to go down the aisle. Which is? Shall I play you it? Yeah. Matilda. Send me on my way by Rusted Fruit. I'm the way. really happy. I'm the way. I'm the way. I feel like this is definitely going to be managers. We always call it our song and it's definitely going to be. I would like to reach up my heart. You know, all that. It's it feel good. It's nice. I feel like when we've been married and we walk out, well, you know. Yeah, once, once the ceremony's kissed, over. We've just put the rings on. Yeah. That should play, because that's also happy emotional. Yeah. Aww. And then I don't know from there. Love it. The Gossip Gaze. Listener's Letter Time. Oh, I love them. You've so, got what? If you doing it? Oh. You're going to read it? I'm going to read it out. I'm oh, going to try to anyway. I, d- I need to practice reading more, so here we go. Because <laughs> I feel I stumble me when I'm reading something. Yeah, talking about reading, I've just got a new book. It's over there. The drag one? The drag one. Have you seen it? Have you read it yet? No. Right. But I'm going to read it. It's like a complete history on drag and it looks fab. You're anyway. into all that stuff, aren't you? What, drag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> right, so this letter comes from Sam, not our producer Sam. Um, it's, an, it's another Sam. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Sam. <laughs> I was quite clear it wasn't from our producer Sam. <laughs> <laughs> who by the way is not here today because he's not well yeah he pulled a sickie i smell a hangover yeah so do i mm. so the letter goes hi dmb love 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 the podcast so keep it up been listening a while now and even made my mum listen on the way to manchester in oh. brackets i've just moved here for uni Woo! and she loves it now too oh hi sam's mum I'm already meeting loads of people and doing stuff with my flatmates, but I'm worried that I'm just doing stuff to please people and they actually don't like me because we're all so different. Hopefully when things get going with lectures and stuff, I'll be meeting more like-minded people and friends so I won't feel this way. Sorry, I know it sounds a bit stupid and deep, but I just can't stop thinking it. Sam. Do you know what? Do you remember moving to uni? Oh, right, so my uni experience was a little bit different because my friend Natalie went to uni. Natalie actually I've just met. Yeah. Um, who's just popped the house. So I visited her in uni. I had no intentions of going and um, her halls were around the corner from Canal Street. Oh, so I nice. stayed with her. We went out on Canal Street one night and the next day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to uni and I need to stay in these halls right next to Canal Street. So then I went back to college and I was like, what do I need to do to get into uni? And they were like, well, you're not going to be able to unless you do a foundation degree. And I was like, whatever, I just want to go to Manchester. Yeah. And I worked my ass off, got to unit and had the best two, three years of my life. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember I moved to Salford Uni and I moved in with people that I'd met in college. We weren't busy mates at the time, but we, we, were, we knew each other. So yeah. we weren't complete unknowns that I gather that Sam possibly is. Yeah. Um, 
I just remember it being so exciting and fun. It kind of is a whirlwind to me. Yeah. I remember my mum dropping me off and I had this big, massive box of Coley noodles. Noodles? Coley noodles from Costco and like right. two, three big bottles of cider. Yeah. And like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. uni prep and like a, a shitty white plastic toaster. Um, and I think because I moved in with people I kind of already know, I can't empathise with that side of the situation. I'm Yeah, I'm very similar. So I moved in with Natalie and then we made friends together. So right. I already had like somebody there Someone. with me. Yeah. Now, that said, my biggest, I think my biggest problem and anxiety and it riddles me all the time and comes back to me all the time is that people don't like me. So I really do connect with that that anxiety like the worry the worry i hear all the time oh danny beards this danny beards that and like yes i fund 50 percent of that perception about myself if not more because of the way i choose my act to be on stage but when people get confused and just think you're like that all the time it can be a bit like what else have i got to do to to change people but at some point you've just got to think the people that do like me and do love me around me, they know the real me. Yeah. And I think, like he said, or she said, is it a boy or a girl? Sam, I just assumed it was a boy, Sam. But actually, oh, okay. it could be a girl. Okay, right, sorry. We ain't get your Insta, girl, so we don't know. We just got your email. Um. So, you know, the people that are closer to you are going to know you the most. And you know what? Right now, just my biggest advice is going to be make as friends with as many people you do. Is that you can't. It's no bad thing that you're a people pleaser, but don't let anybody take that for a ride and let people take the piss out of you for it because I see it all the time with some of my friends who just love to please people. You're a bit of a people pleaser. I'm a massive people pleaser. But it ends up getting you in shit in the end, in the long run because you'll say yes to doing five things and then realise, oh shit, I've, I've made plans with five people on the same day. Yeah. And it all comes from just wanting to make sure all your friends are happy. And you know what? You can't always do that. So as long as you know you're a people pleaser and just don't let people take the piss out of you for it, then you're onto a good footing. I think whatever your course is, good luck on it. And hopefully you will meet more like-minded people. I became friends with people on my course as well as my flatmates. I feel like people go either down the flatmate route or the course mate route. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. So I think the initial friends that you make are the people that you live with. Yeah. But then you do find out quickly that you are all completely... Different. different someone's yeah. doing math someone's doing scientology some like going out some don't like going out yeah all that stuff some are into drinking and partying others are like i just want peace and quiet i need to get on with my work and it is it does build tensions and i think right now you've written us this little letter on on a moment where things are all still very new it's still the very beginning of a journey so it's too soon to start worrying about things you just need to open it the worry's gonna be there so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a bit counterproductive. The right. worry's going to be there, so don't worry about it. It's yeah. just so easy to say, but I know what it's like when you're, in that, when you're in that position. Just don't let yourself be down and don't exclude yourself. You're doing the right thing. Keep yeah. putting, putting yourself, yourself into, the, into the... Um, keep putting yourself into the universe, putting yourself into situations. I mean, I joined uh, the LGBTQ oh. community... Um, fucking can't today the lgbt society it was called then yeah. but i think it's called the lgbtq plus society now which it should be um 
And I ended up going to that for the whole of my time in uni. You were chairman at one point, weren't you? I was chairman at one point. I was like loving it. I loved the fact that I came from such an accepting household, but there was people there that families didn't know that they would be kicked out. And all of these people just came together because we all had something in common and that was that we were queer. Yeah. And they were the people that I really mixed with. I met Joe there, my boyfriend. I mean, he lived above me, but I wouldn't have met him if it weren't for that. Yeah. You know? And then it just, everything pans out and happens for a reason and the path that you go down, when you look back, you'll be like, right, that happened because of that. Yeah. So right now, go to things. If you are queer, go to your queer community, you know, or if you're into gaming, find the gaming society. Societies in uni. There's one for everything. There's a pole dancing one. There's no. There's pole dancing societies. There's we should loads. have gone to that. I might have been Skinner. <laughs> when you say pole dancing, I presume you mean dancing around a pole, not like Polish people who all dance together. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Brilliant. My advice, go on. Go on, my advice would be, um, well, I found we didn't really have society, so I went to a college, so it was a bit, I couldn't oh. go to the Manchester Society, the uni one. Really? Yeah, so it was dead annoying, so I just had to work Tag in Tag along, <laughs> work out where they were going to be and turn up. Well, no, I just got a job on Canal Street and right. just met my friends there. That's what I did. I didn't meet anybody on my course or anybody I lived with. Right. I mean, I got on with, I spoke to a couple of them, but they were never my friends. So I was like, right, well, how else am I supposed to make gay friends or queer friends? That is a great idea, actually, go and get a job in it. Part-time job, two nights a week, easy, and I had the best time. And it's put me on a path where I am now, so... And I feel like you've given that advice before, and I think it's wor- it has worked out well. You, you're in a community. There's downsides to the village, though. You yeah. know, the drinking side of it. You'll all, all of a sudden, you're thrown into a world that's full of drugs, full of drink, and you're on your own to make decisions. And I think that, that was a battle for me in uni. Yeah. Was... I had... What, how much did you get for your student loan now? I can't even remember. I felt like it was like three or four grand at a time to spend. Mine, what, I think mine was like 1,800, something like that, a time. So oh, right, okay, yeah. So it's like two grand at a time put in your bank. And it's the first All time you're a, on your own. First time you're on your own. All of a sudden you've got access to drink, drugs, whatever you want. Yeah. And it's very easy to go down the wrong path. So just keep your head on, keep your head on your shoulders. And don't forget, you can always write in and talk to us whenever you feel in low. Yeah. And stop worrying about what people think of you and just try and find the right people to be friends with. And once once you do that, you're going to be sorted. Yeah. And you know what? If that's an anxiety, it may never go away. Yeah. That's been my anxiety since a child and it's still my anxiety now. And it doesn't go away. But what you can do is learn to try and deal with it. I would say. Yeah. Can hear those dogs crying outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, Sam. Yeah, and enjoy it. This is the uh, this is your moment. This oh my is, god! This is, yeah. yeah, it's the most exciting moment of your life. And if I could go back to uni and do it all again, I probably wouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, I had the best time, and it's where I met all my friends that yeah. I'm friends with now. Well, good luck, bitch. The gossip case. So I found a little article. And it's all to do with Uber drivers and uh, Lyft drivers. This is a study over the world. Right, okay. <laughs> Big study. Basically, Go on. it's proved that LGBT people routinely face discrimination from Uber and Lyft drivers who cancel their journeys almost twice as frequently as straight passengers. Um, and then after LGBT people... Um, 
it was people of colour who were most likely to be cancelled on. Wow. Awful, yeah. Professor Chris Parker and George Meijer conducted the study by creating passenger profiles with a picture of a rainbow flag, suggesting that the rider would be an LGBT plus person or an right. ally. In the study, 3,200 journeys, they determined that LGBT plus or ally customers were cancelled on twice as much as those without the rainbow symbol. Do you think you've ever been personally victimised by an Uber driver? Terms and conditions apply. Other taxi firms are available. I would... Nothing that's springing to my mind right now, no. Every time I've booked an Uber, it's always turned up nine out of ten times. Yeah. I've always had... But I actually don't have a picture. Or right. I, don't, I don't have a picture. I don't have anything. They wouldn't know I'm gay until I'm sat in there. Okay, so I started having issues ages ago when I'd be in drag. Yeah. And I've li- I literally, even once I remember outside Clapham, he looked at me and said, oh, you need to cancel. I said, why? He said, oh, you, you need to cancel the trip, sorry. And I was like, tell me why. Yeah. And I was like, no, you cancel the trip. Because that'll cost me a fiver yeah. if I cancel the trip. Yeah, exactly. You can't now take me cancel. I don't know why it was, but I was in drag. And after that incident, I decided to change my Uber picture to me in drag. Right, so then they know. So now they know. What to expect. And do people cancel on you? Uh, yeah, actually, I get cancelled on all the time and I never thought about it until now. Maybe I should change my picture back. Why, though? Why should you do that? I feel like you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, I know, but I never. I, I forgot that... I actually forgot until I see, saw this article that my Uber picture... And I just went and checked and my Uber picture still is me in drag. And also, it's a bad picture of me in drag, so <laughs> I'm going to keep it in drag. I need to update it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I get cancelled on quite a bit, actually. And also, I feel like... It's a great platform in one hand, but also it it can have so many bad points. Do you know what I mean? Like the way they charge and stuff. I feel like you shouldn't need a picture on there. Like maybe a picture of the driver so you for know. their profile. Yeah. Just in case anything happens. You never know in a taxi, do you? You just want to be on your safe but side. But also then you've got to have, you should have driver safety. So I think we should have pictures too. Oh, actually, yeah, you are for correct. The, for, the, for the safety of the driver. Yeah. You know what? You're going to face discriminations wherever you go and whatever you do. For me, the most awkward thing about being in a taxi is when I'm not in drag. And, you know, I'm quite a built guy slash fat. And before I open my mouth, you probably wouldn't know I was gay, especially when wearing a cap. You know right, what I mean? And yeah. I've got a trackie on that day or whatever. And they start talking to me about, like, football and... You're all right, mate. Oh, we've seen the game this week. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not really my thing. <laughs> I feel like we need to start being back. Like, we need to decide as a queer community to be like, whenever we get approached <laughs> by hetero, straight conversation that we just have no clue about, we should just reply with things like, no, I didn't see the game, but can you believe Gothy Kendall just got kicked off Drag Race? Like, I so thought he was going to make it to the end. <laughs> and that's what I feel like we need to start doing. It always happens, though. I hate that crap shit conversation with the driver. I'm like, oh, But you know God. you can click on some of them, uh, no conversation or something. I know in some areas of the world you can be like, quiet mode. Yeah, like, quiet mode. <gasps> But I was thinking, sometimes you get sometimes you get a little, a little notification that says your driver is hard of hearing. So, like, basically, like, the, they might not be able to hear you, partially, brilliant. whatever. So I was thinking, well, I wish they could turn that on for me so I could just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I wouldn't mind having a 
a quiet mood, as, as unpersonal as it sounds, but the way I, I'm feeling right now, I don't want to get in an Uber and have to make small talk with somebody. No. I just want to get to where I'm going. But then on other days, I'm like... Dead chatty. Yeah, and in Tesco, and I'm like, hiya, Susan, because she's got a bloody name badge on. I'm like, how are you doing today? Yeah. Like, I, I go from one extreme to the other, so it would be good to be able to tailor my trip Journey to, to your mood. Yeah. But I think, you know, we've... Uh, I've been using Uber years. Yes, there's bound to be issues. But do you think it's shocking that queer people are getting cancelled on twice as much as non-queer people i'm not surprised no because there is like we've seen a massive spike this year or i felt like there is a bit a lot of hate crime against the lgbtq community from them two girls getting beat up on the bus you've seen so many stories this year like that actually has not surprised me but also do you not think more people are just reporting it because like i've said before and i'll say to the day that i die if somebody calls me a fag in the street i'm gonna ring 101 right now and report it because the more we report, the more realistic the figures are, the more the government has pressure on them to do stuff. Agreed. I, to be honest, if an Uber driver cancels at me, the first place I don't go is hate crime. And I don't think it should be for, for you either, unless you know for definite it is. Because that's, the, that's the, the second worst thing behind hate crime or racism for me is when people just play that card anyway. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of undermines our whole fight. Yeah. If you like. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting study. Don't know really how much it's affected me or not, but if it's happened to you guys, get in touch and let us know because we'd love to hear. Let us know at the Gossip Days on our socials, but with a Z, honey. With a Z, B, 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 B. The Gossip Gaze. Do you know what? Thank you for listening at the beginning of today's show. It's kind of almost like therapy for this. It's like, it's like a... Yeah. It's like a spoken word diary. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to see you mate and just Vent. say this is how I feel. Yeah. Because we don't... I suppose the good thing about this, even though it kind of is now part of what I do, it's still a passion project and it's still, you know, I'm, it's not work. I don't if I, I don't have to turn up and be expected to be a certain way. I can 100% be myself. So I want to say thank you to you as well for always... Being there for me as a friend. It's all right, any time. Uh, I found a nice quote um, this morning uh, when I was in bed. I was thinking, I think I'm going to have to do the quote this week yep. to finish off on. Uh, and this is unknown, but it kind of it tied in with how I was feeling anyway. So uh, it reads like this. Give yourself another day, another chance, and you'll find your courage eventually. And don't ever give up on yourself, not just yet. The Gossip Gaze. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.